0: Hey guys, welcome back to an episode of My Point of View with me, Camila. Hello everybody, welcome back, welcome. If you're new, I'm a 22-year-old college student from Argentina having a lifestyle, career-based podcast. And when you're listening to this, I only have one month left of saying that college student part. Um, Hi, I haven't done an intro on my last episode. I am so sorry about that. I totally listed my mind, to be completely honest. I was last week was an intense week and it was really really intense and I was like the intro works the intro that we have works more than fine the one that I do with the guests works but yeah how's everybody doing I am oh my god I just I have so much to talk about and I don't want to like overwhelm or make this intro super long but yeah, I am I have a bunch of things to say. Number one, I graduate December the fourteenth. So basically I finished classes December and November nineteenth officially. I don't have class anymore for the rest of my existence. Um and then I have three finals to take. One the twenty fifth of November, the other one the 9th of December, and then the last one, the fourteenth of December. And yeah, that I, I then I had to do my thesis uh to formally finish uh during January and February I handed it in at the end of February uh but compared to everything that I'm doing now uh doing just a thesis during the summer it's not going to be a problem everyone usually also celebrates graduating once you finish finals and the thesis doesn't really count um, but it's fine, so I'm gonna celebrate that. But I graduated the 14th, which is actually my twenty-third birthday. So many things happening that week. I hope I get to post an episode, like a birthday themed episode, because I have so many things to talk about and so many things that I wanna do um and talk to you about about the podcast and what I wanna do with this next year and all of that. Um, but I don't wanna overwhelm you with everything now, so yeah um it's gonna be very exciting again I hope I get to record an episode I think I can if I cannot I'm so sorry um but yeah I'm very excited about that and my mind is very focused on that and graduating and finishing and actually kind of enjoying this last couple months actually last month of school um and being you know being happy and enjoying it and doing what i want um so yeah i'm excited about that i i felt like i had to give so many um so many like housekeeping things and i actually did not but it's okay it's okay it's fine um but yeah i mean yeah i don't have much to say about that but if you find me a bit mia on stories and all that is because of that i'm going to need to start Studying again soon, but it's gonna be the last time, okay? The last, 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 last time. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that and I'm very focused on that. And yeah, I just, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Okay, so getting into today's episode. Today's episode is amazing. I am joined by Gigi Robinson, she's a digital artist. Health and Wellness Advocate and current MS candidate and graduate of the University of South Carolina with a bachelor's in fine arts, design and photography. She has a present uh she has a presence across TikTok and Instagram and as of this year she has been developing a YouTube and a podcast. And the podcast is called It's Everything You Need Is Within. And yeah, I mean we had such an amazing conversation. I had planned something different, but literally our conversation just you know when you start having a conversation with people and all of a sudden it's been one hour and you're like wow I don't even remember what we were talking about but I loved it and it felt so good it felt so nice to connect with people she has my age she's 23 I'm gonna be 23 in a month so we, she has my age and it was so refreshing to talk with someone at my age that cares a lot about a lot of issues special issues like important issues like mental health and social media activism and many other things. Um, And it was so nice to see that actually people my age actually care about those things and you can be aware of those things and you can actually work on those things and be an advocate for all of those things. And yeah, I just feel like sometimes my generation, Gen Z, or especially early 20 something year olds, we are like kind of tagged as being mindless and not really caring about anything, but we do care so much about so many things. Then yeah, I hope you know that. Uh, but yeah, basically we talked about social media literacy and what that is. We talked about performative activism, self confidence, social media, and friends, and how to set boundaries. Unsolicited advice on social media. Social media as a job. What are the hard things? The non-so hard things. Um, how she decided to be an advocate for mental health and chronic illness on social media. Like, what what was was that transition hard? Was that easy? I mean, so much um so yeah i mean yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode this was such a fun conversation i loved it so much um and yeah i hope you enjoy it and i hope you're having a nice week and I hope you're starting a nice week. Actually, another housekeeping thing that I need to say. The Monday that you're, the Monday that you're listening to this is going to be the Monday after Red's, Taylor's version is going to be released. And if you don't care about Taylor Swift, just skip over two minutes and I'm going to be over talking about her. But if you don't know, I'm the biggest fan, Taylor Swift fan for like 11 years now, which is mind blowing. And Red was actually the first album that I actually got to be online be quote unquote again be online and follow every single thing every single single that she released and be like behind that and realizing I don't know how to say it I was I was following her step by step while she was releasing this album it was the first album that I got to do that before I just listened to the albums that she already released and just I wasn't there for that I wasn't in the fandom if you want to call it that and yeah so this is such a full circle moment I recreated my Twenty the music video for Twenty Two for my fifteenth birthday as twenty two also and I had the shirt and the glasses and all that, so yeah I'm gonna be very emotional. There's Thirty freaking songs, which is so many songs, and yeah I hope you like it and I hope I hope I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> of course I'm gonna be okay, but such a full circle moment and I love it. So yeah, go listen to the red the version after you listen to this podcast episode. Okay. I'm going to shut up now and let you listen to the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my point of view and today I have a very exciting guest. Hi Gigi, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. So do you want to give a little bit of an introduction for the people that may not know who you are?
1: Yeah. Hi, everyone. So I am a 23-year-old body image, mental health, and chronic illness advocate, and I do that in person every single day, but also across all of my social media pages where you might uh, or you most likely would know me from. Uh, my handles are It's Gigi Robinson on every single platform. And I talk about things that are important to me and the ways that as a Gen Zer, we can kind of normalize mental health, normalize chronic illnesses, especially when they're invisible, mm-hmm. um, figure out ways to be allies to marginalized communities, whether that is online or in person, and uh i'm also a master's student so to any of my students out there (laughs) hello
0: yeah i graduated in a month from college so yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm still like so done with school so the fact that you're a master's student that's a lot i i really admire you on that
1: Thank you. Yeah. You know, I've been saying this recently and I hope none of my teachers listen to this episode once it's live because I'm going (laughs) to shit on grad school. But I feel like a lot of adults say or people that have done grad school are always like, oh, you should wait and like take those years in between undergrad and grad school before you go back to grad school um, or back to school because, you know, you need experience and you need to be sure that you actually want to pursue grad school yeah. and I was like no I'm just gonna do it I'm so bored during the pandemic like it'd be so fun to learn more like I don't know what I'm gonna do otherwise because in a way I feel like school gives me a lot of structure yeah which I really like yeah. um Same. so yeah I don't know I just think it's really kind of funny that I decided to do this and now I'm halfway through and I'm like oh my god I have another year eh.
0: yeah I know <laughs> and also I feel like um, the pandemic at least for me the third year in school I feel like it's the hardest year and it helped me got through it because I really literally had nothing else to do other than school uh mm-hmm. but once the pandemic kind of slowed down you're like whoa <laughs> this is not as yeah, fun like, anymore wait. I have other things yeah. I want to do <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah it's so true and especially when you're you know in your 20s I entered in the into the pandemic as 21 and you know I'm coming same, out yeah. of it I mean it's still it's still not over here in the United States mm-hmm. but like I am assuming it will be over by next summer and I'll be 24 and
0: that's same, like crazy same same we are the same are, age so I'm like bad. insane no there's no way literally
1: like <laughs> those are the years that I feel like people talk about like, oh, in my early 20s. And I'm like, bro, like I only have one year left in my early 20s. (laughs) Like, this is crazy that like it kind of, um, it just kind of like in a way kind of robbed us of a lot of experiences. Not to say that we can't make the most of it in unprecedented times, because I think I certainly have and a bunch of other people have as well. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just, it's fascinating to think about.
0: Yeah. And I feel like we get a different experience than other early 20 year olds and the next 20 year olds that come after like after us are going to have a different experience because I don't think the world is going to go back to like what yeah. it was before. Yeah. So I feel like this has changed everything. And I don't know, I guess we have something exciting to talk about with our grandkids. one <laughs> Right. <laughs> I think about right, it that yeah. way. I feel like. I know a lot of people that are like all the time on social media like complaining about that and I get it because I feel the same way sometimes but I mean what are you gonna do about it like it's the reality that we got and we literally cannot Mm -hmm. do anything about it like if we could we would but we cannot we just have to accept it and make the most of it and you know I mean your master's is one of those my graduating school is one of those and I guess you know you gotta make the best of it I don't know
1: (laughs) yeah yeah you have to you have to because if you don't then like you're just going to be miserable regardless and it's not to say and i also want to acknowledge here that like the pandemic was extremely hard yeah. especially on our mental health um for a lot of people we lost people in our lives whether that was yes. um, someone passing away or whether that was kind of like reestablishing and realizing uh that maybe certain people we thought were friends maybe weren't friends in our life or um just certain family members kind of like really burdened us with a lot of like emotional Mm -hmm. energy. And we realized we had to stand up for ourselves more. And in a way that was, that was really hard Mm -hmm. um, in general. So even though there was so much that I think could be quote unquote good and like that we learned from and grew from Mm -hmm. um, and that we'll be able to talk about in all these years, there's also a lot of like hurt and sadness around Mm -hmm. it and grief kind of of like, (laughs) what life was before versus like what life has become now but i'm confident that hopefully everything will start to go back to normal a little bit more and we'll just be like enjoying life again yeah
0: normally everything is kind of going back to normal that is here and i think in the us too so i mean i feel like we're we're on the other side of the tunnel or like getting out of the tunnel finally into the light um but yeah, it's, it's been a weird experience. I feel like also people talk about their early 20s in a non-pandemic time. And I cannot compare it to anything because I never experienced my early 20s in a non-pandemic time. So it's just Right, crazy. right,
1: yeah.
0: It's like, for example, I have a twin sister and everyone ask me, like, what is that like? And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be an only child. So, like, you never know, you know, the yeah. other side of what could have been. So, yeah. Did that make yeah, any sense? Exactly. I hope that made any sense. no.
1: It for sure does. I mean, I also have a bunch of friends. Like, we've all literally done so many different things things over the past year some people stayed out like by school other people traveled other people um were like you know one of my friends was like deployed like Mm -hmm. one of my friends um you know spent it like myself like living at home with her parents so like it just like it, it it's situational but we all have like one experience that's common and that's that like the pandemic affected us you know
0: yeah exactly I totally agree but now I'm moving on to the episode. I have this segment that I do with every guest just to kind of get the conversation started. So I basically ask them, how are they really doing this week? So how are you really doing this week, Gigi?
1: Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm doing, you know, really well. I had a huge event uh, recently. I was a speaker at the Sound Mind app event. Um Thank you so much. And it was my first, you know, in person event in since 2019. So it was just wow. great to get back up on a stage and kind of talk with people again. And uh, just to be as, you know, immersed in what what's going on in every single day, like with our mental health, the app, a mental health app um, for context. And uh, it, it was just it was just a uh, freaking incredible experience to be able to get back you know in person again uh with some incredible people and to just like take it all in and meet new people and also be in a room with like people I love and have talked to over the past six months nine Mm. months 18 months um and met with online virtually and to like hang out with them in real life um it was just
0: it was just a dream so yeah I love that I <laughs> that am planning cool. I am planning a trip to New York in May and I get to meet so many people that I met through the yeah. internet and I am so excited oh my god hit me up <laughs> I know I am so excited I'm just like I cannot wait but I love that and yeah. i know you're doing well um
1: yeah. and I also I saw your dress oh, was I'm, that the red you, dress
0: I love yeah that.
1: yeah Yes, is actually honestly orange. Yeah. Um, I know it photograph it might be red. No, 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 it's totally fine. That's the whole thing, right? Instagram versus reality. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh yeah, I mean, I've actually been traveling around. I'm in Los Angeles right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, before that I was in Florida and I really think I was like doing some soul searching and mm-hmm. um finding the beauty in routine yeah. and just kind of enjoying like Everything that comes with building a routine, especially when your schedule is completely remote, and like everything you do is completely remote, so like disconnecting from technology was something I really focused on, and that actually made me just so self aware um not to say that like I'm a hundred percent better, but it's just made me more more uh, cognizant of what I need to do yeah. to feel my best and perform my best and do my best, uh, especially amidst like other people's behaviors, kind of like impacting like who I am and just like kind of not letting that happen. Yeah,
0: I love that. I feel that 100% because other than the podcast and being a student, which is basically all online now, I am a freelancer. So <laughs> I do everything yeah. on my computer and mm-hmm. it's so hard for me mm-hmm. to take a step back and be like okay I am done for the day I'll answer the text and the emails tomorrow like literally Mm -hmm. the other Friday I was answering and doing things at like midnight and one of my clients was like go to bed like we can talk about this on Monday but yeah I, I really have a hard time separating from that um it's so hard yeah and also realizing when you're using Instagram or whatever social media for the job slash for personal reasons I feel like it's so hard for me I'm just like oh I'm just scrolling through Instagram because I need to do research about whatever and it's like no no Mm. you're mindlessly scrolling to compare yourself to other people step back from this iPhone but yeah it's the hardest thing right
1: yeah that that's a great point because I think if we can hopefully at some point get to a place where we become more aware of Our surroundings and of kind of like the different ways that we interact with our digital personality and the digital interfaces online Mm -hmm. um hopefully we'll be able to notice these behavioral patterns where we're saying like oh I'm scrolling and I'm noticing that I'm just comparing myself to someone else instead of oh I'm scrolling for research right Mm -hmm. like there's there's a there's a There has to be like a line that you draw. And um, I very frequently speak about the subject of social media literacy, which uh, is essentially just what it sounds like becoming literate in in the field of social media in terms of being aware of what you're posting how you're posting how it's affecting you emotionally how it's affecting you cognitively um what the actual technology is doing um and how that's affecting you and uh it takes you watch the social media
0: social dilemma right
1: yeah I did I did I mean it's when they put the little when they
0: I I remember because it was explained so easily that he had to have his phone open on the conversation on the dm or whatever and the algorithm puts that the other person is like writing even though they aren't just so he would stay on the screen that blew my mind I was like fuck this yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, it can be hard. And I think when you do social media for work, like myself, you have to have these strong boundaries. You know, a lot of people just assume that I'm on my phone all the time, posting all the time. But the truth is, when I am like with my friends, or when I am, you know, at an event, or when I'm out and about, I am like not on my phone, like I post for work exclusively. And then I detach and I have other things that I like to do, like going for walks, like meditating, journaling, um, you know, supporting my friends, recording podcasts, um, talking to people like on stages, you know, those are all things that I wouldn't be able to do if I was on my phone all the time. So um, the reason why I got interested mostly in social media literacy, actually there's two reasons. The first reason was there was so much social injustice going on around yeah. the world um, last year during the pandemic. Also just so much insensitivity from brands um, and uh, uh, insensitivity from brands mm-hmm. and from a lot of influencers, just kind of like ignoring the pandemic, not addressing like, the hurt that was happening, yeah. um, all of that. And I was like, okay, wait, you need to do something about this because this is like frustrating as fuck. And it does not reflect who you are and what you talk about off screen. Yeah. Um, so that was the first thing. The second thing was I have several chronic illnesses, as many are familiar with, mm-hmm. if you follow me, mm-hmm. um, and or have listened to anything that I've talked about before. But uh, in in that journey, you know, as somebody who has invisible conditions, you can't really tell that I'm sick. Uh, I think that finally, in the past year, I've been able to get over um, a lot of the anxiety and a lot of the fear that kind of came with people saying like trying to like challenge oh me people have opinions no
0: on the internet girl about things yeah, they don't know about
1: and I you know just decided like look like there's a bunch of younger kids out there who are dealing with the same stuff the same way I dealt with this when I was 13 years old mm-hmm. and Um, right now they have so many more resources. I didn't have an influencer or a celebrity I could look up to that was talking openly about chronic illness or about shame or about guilt or about disability or about mental health. So how could I do that for younger people? And how can I do it in a way that's like relatable? And also like, I'm a student. So how can I also provide resources to them and have intelligent conversations where they're able to really- like take something away from it in a digestible way. So um, that is what inspired my interest in social media literacy and in setting up all of these boundaries and in setting up all of these tools to help you kind of do an audit on your own social pages to realize the relationship that you're having, the people that you follow, the, the content you interact with, and uh, just use social media more holistically.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. I feel like during the pandemic, not to bash on influencers i get that sometimes it's a lot of pressure but everyone like kind of wash their hands and we're like okay i don't know much about this like what do you want me to do whatever and i feel like when you have a bigger following you have a responsibility to those followers even if you don't have a bigger following even if three people follow you i feel like you have a responsibility to those people um Mm -hmm. to be like more conscious about what you post why you're posting it and as you said i wish that at my age when I was 13, 14, I wasn't, like, scrolling through through Tumblr or whatever. Um, oh, my I, like, God, yeah. I was listening to a podcast about that. So that was the first social media that came to my mind. But Tumblr was such yeah. a toxic place back in the day. And I now I have, like, a wow. 15-year-old little sister. And I'm just – I wish – and I hope that she follows people like you that are way more aware about what you're posting and not have to yeah. be older and be in your 20s and have to unlearn all of those things that you learned while I was so young, you know? And I hope that right. more influencers do what you do because I feel like it's so important. Like, I get it that sometimes yeah. there's a lot of information on the internet, but you have to you have to be responsible about what you post and you have to be conscious and aware and, yeah, everything that you said. Absolutely. I feel like it's so important.
1: And and i will also say you know without the people that are making mistakes it it becomes hard to actually identify the pattern so if everybody starts to do the same thing and react the same way there's going to be something else that we're going to have to iterate on and change on with our behavior um without people you know if everyone posted on social media in a way that was healthy there would be something unhealthy that arises at the end of the day yeah. so how do you how do you combat any of these issues and how do you create a system or change with it you know like my strategies that work now are probably not going to work in five years right Mm -hmm. like maybe there's going to be an algorithm that predicts this instead um i think that's just really important um as well to to think about and i agree though i think um creators should at the very least, acknowledge social causes and start posting about them. I don't, I, I I agree. I think there are responsibilities, but at the same time, a lot of influencers are like, I just want to post my outfit of the day or the shoes that I like and let that be that. I don't want to talk about social causes because that's political or whatever. I mm-hmm. I don't, I don't fully understand that thinking, <laughs> yeah. right? I don't understand that thinking. I think it's a little bit backwards. It's a little bit like, oh, well, I'm too good for this, um, mm-hmm. even though I have a lot of people that follow and like care. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's it's really interesting just the way the industry is moving. And um, what I will say is I think there's a lot more creator support teams uh, from a lot of platforms like Snap, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, mm-hmm. etc. And those teams are working very closely with specific creators to foster a healthy and inspiring environment for a majority of, you know, yeah. the people consuming the content.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I, I did the little sound and uh, on, during the political part where you were talking because I am an international relations major and I love to talk about politics and I don't ever shy away from mm-hmm. those because I do understand that they are. politics is everything that we do. Every day, even if you don't want it to be yeah. everything, it's mm-hmm. a political statement. But I mean, that's another mm-hmm. conversation for another day. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean,
1: even the fact that I'm an influencer and I talk about mental health, and there's that stuff released is. recently, yeah. re- it, it released about you know, um, about Instagram and Facebook withholding this data of how it actually is affecting us, right? And I'm the one talking to young people, so how can I work with a platform that very clearly is affecting people right um so it, it and that's and they know it they ways. know it so
0: much because yeah. sometimes it's like okay you oh, don't yeah. know it you're not aware let's just turn a blind eye to this but like you know it so clearly oh, it yeah. angers me so well, much <laughs>
1: And I've, I've also had conversations with, you know, people that are far left about this and far right about this. And they're like, oh, well, these apps are, you know, they need to be deleted. There's we've reached the point where the platforms are completely like. uh, What's the word? Censored. And yeah. they're completely manipulating the way that the next generation of people are thinking. So things like this have to be nipped in the bud. And then like, you know, it's just, it's really interesting because I'm like, no, like technology's not going away. Um, We, right now, I read a study the other day. I'm going to have to find it and send it to you. But (laughs) as like where we are in, uh, I would say kind of like first world societies or to anybody who has a a phone, a smartphone, Mm -hmm. um, we spend, or a computer, about 50% of our life nowadays locked into the screen. It's insane. Right? that's only going to increase as we move yeah. on into the future. So if we fight the urge to use technology, we're just going to fall behind. Yeah. Um, I think we have to change with the times we have to follow it. We have to just believe in it. And um, instead of fighting, just like embrace it. So that's, yeah, yeah another that thing I want that. to say. And that's again, why that's like the focus of my research right now at school. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's yeah it's just it's fun it's fascinating it's scary it's cool all of the above
0: yeah I love it I love it yeah yeah and yeah going back to what I was saying like not to put a pressure on the influencers that do post outfit of the days but I don't know I feel like you know if part of your community is being affected by something you need to speak up about it because those people follow you Mm -hmm. and look up to you and I don't know I feel like Getting like being informed or like learning something is not the worst thing that they can do. Like it doesn't take that much time to read about something and to learn something, and even to to just say like, "Hey, I'm gonna be offline to learn more about this and this stuff." Like it's also fine. But also, I feel like there's this ghost of social of of cancel culture all around them that I understand that scares them a lot. Uh, because if someone cancels you, literally, like your career is kind of over. And that would be scary to live through something like that. But yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, my, my take on cancel culture is there are always going to be people that don't like what you do, I think when you make a mistake you have to put your ego aside and like you said there's a community of people who are affected by what you said who adore you and care about you and feel like they know you right so how like even they support you... you like
0: buying your products and like putting money right. on you and helping you I feel like it goes beyond right. just following someone like if someone is there yeah. like putting money on you their own like hard work money the least you can do is a yeah. story saying something you know
1: yeah. Like you can apologize. um, And, you know, as human beings, we're not perfect. Like we're going to fail and we have to um correct those failures and uh make them into lessons and find a way to learn from them and apologize. And again, put your ego aside. If you're an influencer and you're not willing to apologize for something dumb that you said or something that you, you know, reposted maybe without context or um something like that like i don't think necessarily that there is is any value in following you anymore in my opinion i'm not going to follow people that don't care deeply about the causes they're posting about and or are just posting about them performatively and don't oh know that's the worst don't um, even oh,
0: that angers I me mean, even more the,
1: the other the other thing that's kind of interesting about performative activism in my opinion is the fact that you can't always measure someone's integrity online um you that's never really know I'm, I feel like the tag on. of social
0: media should be you never really know
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that's a great it's a great thing to like kind of pinpoint there is just because yeah, you you do never really know. You don't know what someone's going through and that circles back to the whole mental health and chronic illness and disability conversation. You never know what someone's going through behind the scenes. People didn't know how sick I was until I started talking about it and posting pictures about it because I didn't I didn't talk about it before. Not that it's anyone's business. And I'm not saying to get people to believe you you have to a hundred percent, you know hmm talk about your issues online that's not what I'm saying here my point is I'm fine doing it I'm gonna do it and teach you tools that will help you do it at the very least off screen in real life in person that's what really matters
0: yeah yeah exactly I I totally feel that I don't have any chronic illness but I do suffer with anxiety and I have especially this time of year I have plenty Mm -hmm. of anxiety attacks and I kind of like identity crisis and all of that going on and I I separate from like my public story from like my close friend story and I see the contrast on that mm. or on my feed and my best friend story and in my f- best friend story you can see me crying like bawling my outside because I don't know what I'm doing yeah. and I also posted just posted a picture of me looking beautiful and whatever smiling and it's like right wow wow um how many
1: people do you have on your close friend's story I have a
0: bunch of people I don't know I have like 30 40 people I don't know they're close friends but I don't I don't I don't also don't talk to my friends when I am having like an anxiety attack I usually go through it alone so everyone is like oh my god are you okay and I'm like I am okay but I remember during the pandemic I was like I promise Mm. that I'm going to show up because I feel like I'm very much a to social media like i can stand up and say that and i i sometimes don't realize that it's a social like it's a highlight reel and so i was like okay i'm gonna do my little grain of salt to this 30 40 people that i have here and i'm gonna tell you when i'm suffering because to me to make the step to my public story is a big step like it's not easy so that's Mm -hmm. why i admire you so much for sharing everything that you go through and doing that i don't think that it's easy people think like oh my god it's so easy to share what you're going through so people will have compassion on you and it's like it's not easy it's not easy it's so hard Um, but at least on my little side where I can do it I was like okay I'm gonna show you like yeah I'm actually feeling like shit even though I just posted a picture to maybe validate myself with the comments Um, right which is fine too at least I acknowledge it and I realize Mm -hmm. it I didn't used to realize it but yeah I feel like social media is the hardest thing and I admire you for sharing and again I don't think it's easy at all
1: it's yeah, it's not. And like you just said, like I wanna post a picture for validation. That's a part of the social media literacy training and conversation that I will continue to speak about and continue to have because truly confidence has to come from within. You can't get confidence from a picture that you post online. You can't get confidence a hundred percent from all of the big things that people are saying to you. It's literally like a mindset, it's something that comes from within, like I'm huge on this. I talk to myself in the mirror all the time. Like, I'm literally like, you are such a bad bitch. Like, I literally love you so much. Like, you are doing so amazing and you're doing the most incredible things in the world and you're impacting so many people's lives and I just fucking love you for that and thank you and I hope that this helps anybody else when you're younger. I'm dead ass staring at myself in a mirror right off the screen right now saying this and like, I literally say this stuff to myself, whether it's, for me, it builds my confidence more when I do it and I actually verbalize it, but you can do it and think it. I do that all the time while I'm getting ready. Sometimes I talk to myself while I'm getting ready Mm -hmm. in a mirror. I probably sound like a nut job like with this, but that is really something that helps me off screen so that when I am on screen, I can perform my best and I don't have to worry about my, my own ego because when we lack confidence, um, that is, you know, our ego being hurt a little that's our self-esteem and and that's our anxiety monkey on our shoulder kind of saying I sorry for context I call my anxiety little monkey like I think of it as like a (laughs) clapping monkey on my shoulder and it's just kind of like there and it's like oh hey I want to I want to just like fuck some shit up for you and like sorry I hope that's okay that you can bleep it out Um, and (laughs) an anxiety monkey saying hey Gigi, you're not good enough um so post a picture on instagram to try to get a fake amount of people's likes or not fake people but just like fake fake uh flattery Mm -hmm. and try to get this admiration from other people a lot who you don't even know to make you feel better like what, that makes no sense. When you say that out loud, it literally makes mm-hmm. no sense. So oh. anytime, I, anytime my anxiety monkey comes out, I try to tell my – I say what I'm thinking mm-hmm. in the mirror. And I'm like, does that logically make sense? Does that um, – and, and you know what? With anxiety, I also will say it doesn't have to always make sense. There's things we can't control about it. But if we fall into a, into a loop where we can't catch ourselves, I just like try to like take a breath. And I'm like, okay – let's think through the situation is this is this something that I should be anxious about don't and be honestly, anxious about your yeah.
0: anxiety that's something I learned and in a past episode yeah. I was like yeah that's the point because sometimes that little thing um, makes you anxious but you are anxious that you're feeling anxious and so it's like a vicious cycle that never ends you know
1: yeah and and with that like when it comes to social media like I have a lot of friends who are anxious about posting a certain thing because you know they're like oh well what if it doesn't perform well what if you know it doesn't get a good amount of likes what if it doesn't um you know what if my crush doesn't like it and I'm like who the fuck cares Um, like that's not what social media is about social media is literally a digital archive of your life a digital scrapbook and there's going to be people that are going to look at your life and they're going to be inspired or they're going to take something away from it that helps them that's the same thing that motivational speakers do they just don't have a scrapbook they do it in the form of a presentation and in spoken word so how can you use social media as a communication tool and how can you view it as something that's like detached from your life like there's it's gg robinson who a lot of people know online as you know, super positive and super happy and doing well all the time. And then I come on these podcasts. And this is like Gigi Robinson, where you kind of get a taste of me being like, you know, the struggles that I go through me being me, me dealing with, um, you know, just like some depression sometimes and anxiety at other times. And and just figuring out ways to like combat my chronic illness and not feel like so sad about a lot of things that I can or can't do because of it. So I, I just think that's also really important to remember. And a lot of times people who don't do it for, actually, I take that back, people who do it for a living and people who don't do it for a living from the outside have kind of warped views on it because of the stigma of doing social media full time as an influencer. So. That's a whole other thing that I think a lot of people deal with, um, especially the ones that work in the field. Yeah. I totally rambled. So you no, I to love like-
0: that. I love that because I, I, I no, I agree with so many things, but yeah, I feel like me, I don't live off of my social media, like my personal Instagram. Why do I care so much about what I post? I don't know. I don't know. I literally don't know. If you think yeah. about it, like in a serious way, I don't know why I care so much about what I post because what is gonna happen like the people that are my friends are my friends and they don't care about what I post they just like it and that's it <laughs> and the people who yeah. went to be high school I like, really don't care what they have to say but some days there are bad days and you really I just really need that validation and yeah I just like I wanted to start like a challenge or something in in December or January to be like post like a week photo dump each week about like literally everything mm-hmm. I took a picture of no edits no nothing yeah. you know
1: Yeah. uh, One of my friends does a a first photo Friday. Mm. um, And it's like the first photo, like you go out to take photos and it's like what was like post the first one, even if you have your eye closed or something. Um, But Mm. I think I think, yeah, just remembering that you can get validation just by talking to yourself in the mirror. Like you are so hot. You're so enough. Like you're amazing. Like you're impacting the world in whatever field it is and you're learning, Mm -hmm. right? You're always learning. So if you are somebody that struggles with confidence and you're like, oh my God, I'm really scared to even talk to myself in the mirror. Like, this is like a learning process. Now that you've heard me say it, it's gonna be in your mind. You're gonna wanna try it. Yeah. Um, even if it's like in like your selfie cam, right? Like we talk to our stories all the time. Why don't we say good things to ourselves? Um, you can literally I there's also studies that show that you can literally trick your brain into being happy, right? When you yes. smile, that's a whole thing of yes. like when you work out, you you end up being like happier, so your brain keeps going. Um there's things that we can do, especially when it comes to talking to ourselves in a positive way that will actually rewire our thinking so if you're gonna say something to yourself make it a positive
0: positive exactly i agree i lately i have been doing very good on my freelance job and stuff and people have been saying me things all over but my confidence has Mm -hmm. been on the floor like i haven't felt that at all and today um I actually was making my to-do list and everything I had to do. And I literally started crying happy tears because I realized how good I'm doing. And I literally, for a month, didn't... I was literally crying because I thought I was doing so bad. And today I had that click where I was like, hey, I am actually doing good. And I didn't care about any of other people's comments other than mine. And I feel like that shows how important it is for you to be there for yourself and for you to love yourself and be confident in yourself because... No matter how much validation you get, it's never going to be enough if you don't have your own, Yeah, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Literally, that's, yeah. That's everything we've been
0: talking about. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love that. But I wanted to talk about a little bit with you about, as you said, you're a chronic and mental, chronic illness and mental health advocate. So how was that transition of having a social media and being that advocate and like first post about that? We, We talked a little bit about that, but I wanted to know like, how was that? transitioning mm-hmm. that doing that how was it hard for you was it easy for you do you like it now do you regret some things that you used to post about and all those things uh,
1: um <clears throat> let's see well I think I started talking about all of this because I was struggling and it was kind of like a, a digital diary. Like I said, I always talk about my social media as a digital scrapbook yeah. of my life, a digital archive of of my life. I want to look back at it when I'm, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, I'm, I'm at my Gwyneth Paltrow stave and stage and I can scroll back and be like, oh my God, remember that thing? Like, yeah. like you know, or, or like, or just like. You know how, like, right now we scroll back all the way to, like, 2012 no. and we're like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I'm the kind of person, like, I left all of my old stuff
0: Same. up. So I have, like, a thousand wanna on me. my Instagram and my friends, like, laugh about it because they only have, like, six. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm never going to delete this. I want to look back on this. It helps me to see my growth and my yeah. progression, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah, it, it exactly it does that. Um I so I kind of, you know, was just like, you know what? If I'm struggling, I might as well talk about it. I also literally hate the idea that like there's people out there not being truthful. Like I love to be as honest as I can. Um mm-hmm. online, like obviously there's things like, you know, the kind of medication I take or like the dose I take because I'm not a medical practitioner. Like I'm not going to talk about that, but I am going to talk about my experience taking so many different medications all at once and how that led me to creating like disordered eating habits. And after that, that led to like depression because I lost some friends because I was advocating for myself. Finally, I was standing up and saying, I don't I don't like your behavior. I don't like the way that you're treating me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not what I need. This is not a supportive friend. And I can't have you in my life if you're acting like this. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you stand up for yourself like that, some people are going to say, "Okay. Bye." Yeah. And that's fucking hard. Yeah. Other people uh, other people are going to turn around and say, "Oh my gosh, like I had no idea. I'm so sorry. Like, I let me know what I can do to support you or let me know what um, you know, I can do to help you get through this." And that's, you know, those are friends. Yeah. Um, That's just regardless of what's gonna happen when you stand up. I mean, we see this all the time with our family. If you stand up to your family, sometimes you never talk to a family member ever again in your
0: life.
1: Exactly, Um, and it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I always say this: evolving involves eliminating. So when you do advocate for yourself, when you do stand up for yourself, when you are firm on your boundaries, you're gonna evolve. You're gonna continue to communicate with other people in your life who will respect you and who will work with you and who will learn more about you and 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 vice versa when people do that to you it's your responsibility to learn and listen and, like, grow. Um, so that's that's super important. And then there's just going to be the people that resist, and you just got to let them go. They're going to be your fans at the end mm-hmm. of the day. That's what I always say. Um, they're going to be fans from afar, hopefully. And mm-hmm. not everything has to be a big explosive fight, right? Like, yeah. sometimes you just grow apart from people, and it doesn't mean that you don't still love them. It just means that...
0: I don't know that that
1: people move on so so in talking about that on social media like I said I mean there were some friends that didn't believe that I could do what I wanted to do with social media and I said you know what Uh, that's really disrespectful to me and like I really enjoy this and I'm just going to keep doing it and I mean look where I'm at now with like about 150,000 people like watching my work um like on the other side of their phones. So I think that's like a super interesting um, way to look at it. And then there's also friends who um, really have believed in me the whole time and have cared. And like, I think that that's super important to also address and acknowledge.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel like my example is also way on like a smaller scale. But when I put myself out there with my podcast, which I am a native Spanish speakers, so speaking English is already like a big thing to do. I realized yeah. how true my group of friends was because we actually do support each other and the fact that they supported mm-hmm. me so much through this when I was so insecure about what I was doing, I was like, Wow, these are the truest best people, you know? And they supported me since day one, not just when I was doing well and I had a two thousand followers and they were like, Hey, I love what you're doing. No, 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 no. The truest Mm -hmm. ones are the ones that are there at the beginning because they are the ones that went through the good, the bad, the ups and downs, and they're the best. And yeah, I feel like friends and social media, it's a whole other conversation. It's insane.
1: (laughs) Well, Yeah. And, and it can be really hard because, you know, what's also like now that I've gotten bigger, like you said, I've had people come to me and be like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Or like, Oh my gosh, how did you grow your audience? How did you get verified? How did you land this partnership? And at what point do you hand somebody something on a silver platter or stand up to them? Right. Like, like, when was the last time you talked to me? Do you actually know about what I do day to day? Do you actually know what I'm struggling with? Have you reached out to me to grab coffee? Um, you know, in in a long time, have you Facetimed me? Have you like w- what's going on here? And again, part of the reason why those kinds of people drift away from your life is because you set up a boundary most okay. of the time, or they set up a boundary, right? And you drift apart, and then they only come back into your life when they want something from you. Those are like the real takers. Those are uh, like the the uh, personality leeches, as I like to call yeah. them. They want to just leech off of your personality yeah. when it's convenient to them, mm-hmm. and. They don't care about anything else. Otherwise, yeah. um, with social media, it's really interesting because it's like, oh, post me on your story, right? And and what's at what point is something petty, and at what point is something actually bothersome? You know, yeah. like like did I in like an a, an example I dealt with recently is like I invited a couple of friends to an event, right? And. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, oh, my God, like, had such a great time with you, Gigi, like, so proud of you, congrats, like, like, um, thanks for inviting me to the event, it ended up being something where it was, you know, oh, thanks to the event organizers for having me tonight, it was the most incredible time, it didn't mention me at all, and I'm like, okay, well, are they posting this on their story, and am I being petty by being upset that they didn't, you know, tag me or post a photo of me when it was, um, you know, an event that I initially had invited someone to, Mm -hmm. uh, or is it just like, is it, is it wrong? Right. Like, could they have been better? And then at what point is it, oh, well, you know, you're just being mad because I have, you know, 5 million followers. Right. And I'm not posting about you. Um, or is it, like oh yeah like I actually messed up here like I'm sorry like and what what's that boundary so I just find it really interesting to think about because it happens honestly so much like especially when you do something big or you announce something big or there's a big uh, event or a a news article that goes live or a special sponsorship like it happens every single day to me
0: yeah yeah I cannot imagine I feel like it's It's crazy. I mean, yeah, human nature is to be selfish and I kind of get it. But still, can you be? I don't know. I don't know. I have too many opinions and I cannot (laughs) ramble on about those. But yeah, yeah, I feel like people are crazy. And I mean, of course, everyone is like kind of famous hungry and they want to show up and see what it's like to post someone post like you get to post a friend on your story and you get to see how many people like click your profile yeah. and all that like I get it from that standpoint but still you can be a nice human and a nice person and a kind person right. and right. don't do that because it's the work you know and you I don't ask you to take yeah. me to your work and tell me how much you make and what are you doing and take me to yes. every event no you know yes that is not it
1: I I really love what you're saying here because because of the w- the nature of the work of social media and kind of like being instant famous or if you have a certain number, you're famous, or whatever the heck it is, right, um, people are interested in it, but th- what they don't realize is that it's it's work. Um, I actually recently had a conversation, not necessarily about the clout chasing, but with a family member of mine who kind of was like, "Oh well, how have you been enjoying your vacation?" And I'm like, "I'm not on vacation, mom. I'm working. I'm like I'm a, I'm literally working every single day. I'm meeting people that I need to talk to to further my um my career in this industry and that's work. And posting out here is work and doing what I'm doing and creating different content about mindset and confidence that's like a, that's literally every single day and um it, it's just super interesting to me that some people still have that backwards way of thinking of like social media is not something that can be a career. Um, instead, it's just about the fame. And that's because I think there's an identity attached to it. Yeah. When we go to work, unless we're like a super famous VP or head of talent, most people don't have their identity attached to their job. That's why they say it takes about what, six or seven jobs? Or what is it? Four? Is it four? I have no idea four jobs corporately until you get to like your real job or until you find out what you really want to do. You have four careers in your life. I don't, I I literally don't even know, (laughs) but (laughs) right. But like with that, um, because social media and like music, um, acting, like all of the like kind of fame, public figure driven work Attaches an identity to it and because social media has like a physical thing um, or a digital thing like through a physical object like this is my work right here my phone for those those not listening I'm holding up my phone right now. My phone is my work. That's how I do my work um, for other people that requires, you know, a stethoscope, uh, um, a notebook, a computer, right, or, or whatever it is um So it's just, it's, it's super interesting. I think it's just going to hopefully continue to be more normalized, but it's really frustrating and it's really hard. And it also can cause people like myself to have a lot of self-deprecating thoughts. And um, again, anxiety monkey on my shoulder of like people I love telling me, you, you know, oh, yeah, your your job's not actually a job or what you're doing is vacation, not work. Um, how does that feel to me? Yeah. Um, and how can I stand up for myself? How can I have a more intelligent conversation about it? And it's hard. I deal with it's this hard. literally every single day.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine. I deal with comments and I am a freelancer. I cannot imagine what you deal with. I mean, yeah, I feel like social media as a job has been like literally undermined so much and it's like a billion dollar industry. And I'm just like, okay. If you envy the job so much, you can totally do it yourself and see how hard it is. I don't have time hours. Like, my friends go to work from 9 to 6 and it ends at 6. Mine never ends. It never ends. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it has pros Mm -hmm. and cons. I cannot complain. I also can do my own hours. And when I have to study, I can block all my day to study. And they Mm -hmm. cannot do that. But, yeah, I feel Mm -hmm. like people have so many opinions sometimes and unsolicited advice.
1: Yeah. about what you're
0: doing and about social, especially if you work on any kind of social media. And it's like, I never ask you for your opinion. If I ever want to know what you think, I will ask you. Like, believe me, you will know when I want to know what you think about. Right, <laughs> um, right. But yeah, I feel like social media is a job. It's, it's, it's a hard. I mean, it's not the hardest job in the world. I'm not gonna be like stupid and say that, but it is a hard job. It's not easy. And the thing that I feel like makes it hardest is people's opinions behind it about mm-hmm. what you're doing you know I feel like that's yeah but we have to disconnect internet. from that exactly. that's
1: the thing that that's the thing we have to disconnect from and we have to stop ourselves and we have to nip that in the bud because if we let other people's opinions affect us like it's it's gonna just make your anxiety monkey like keep like clapping in your ears saying you need other people's validation and opinions to feel good about yourself another really famous quote that I love is it is none of your business what other people think of you like you just have to you just have to hear that and remind yourself that when you find yourself saying like hey um like i need to i need to chill like yeah. I, this is not these people who are saying these things about me don't their their opinion doesn't matter they're not I'm not gonna let them protect my peace I'm not gonna let them um protect my anxiety and that that's what it is basically yeah
0: exactly I love that but we've been talking for like almost an hour insane I love to find like gen seers like me I am accepting it that have such like a sometimes people undermine gen seers and like especially early 20s something year olds because they say like oh they don't know anything about life they don't know what they're talking about and I just feel like sort of fresh talking with you but I close this episode I close this I close every episode with this question so to kind of close the episode because I don't want to take a lot of your time what excites you the most about your career today
1: um I just think there is there's two parts to it. It's one, meeting all the other incredible people changing the industry. This was so true to me the other night when I spoke on the stage at the SoundMind app launch event at the Grammy Museum. And I was in a room full of people who care deeply about changing the way that mental health uh, is spoken about and creating an app that creates a space to monitor and to help people through anxiety, depression, PTSD, um, all of the above and more, um, and integrate technology with talking and about and breaking stigmas of mental health. So I've really like, sorry, I don't know if you no heard that crazy noise. <laughs> um, so, so just, yeah, meeting incredible other like-minded people in the industry. And then second to that would be inspiring other young people and also older people it doesn't have to just be young people but inspiring older people any any people, people. any people to <laughs> people in general yeah exactly just inspiring people to speak up more if they see fit or it online or in their personal life about mental health chronic illness disability body image and to just build their confidence so that they become the most confident And, uh, you know, selflessly, shamelessly themselves that they can be.
0: I love that so so much thank you Gigi so much for coming on I love this conversation do you want to plug yourself with book and find you on social media and all of that now that we're talking about social media yeah. look <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah you can just find me uh, you can either google my name Gigi Robinson and I'm sure a bunch of things will pop up um, you could go to my website and I have all my links hyperlinked or just the handle is at it's Gigi Robinson on every single platform. And uh, my podcast is Everything You Need Is Within, filmed on Spotify Green Room at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Friday nights. So I hope you get to come to those soon. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was an incredible conversation, and yeah. can't wait to share it once it's
0: live. I can. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.